family, it's Thursday again. Yes, it is. It's Thursday. And if it's Thursday, you know it's your girl. It's your girl, Dr. P on the pod. Dr. P on the pod, yeah. I'm so glad you took the time to stop in and chat with me a little bit today. Uh, We are running down. We are running down the clock. The Healthy Churches 2030. November 16th through the 19th. But before, before we get to November 16th, we got to go through November 3rd. Two weeks. Two weeks to November 3rd. One of the most important elections in our lifetime so far. So far, you know, I had a birthday last week. And thank you so much to all of you who sent greetings and took the time and called me and sang to me. Oh, just thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, I know in my little short, limited lifetime, this is the most important election that I have witnessed so far, so far. So listen, early voting has started probably everywhere in the country. Uh, I know it started here in Virginia and I am going out to vote this week. This will be the very first time I have ever voted early. I'm always in the line on the day of, but I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, I'm going to get out there and do early voting this week because I don't want no hiccups come November 3rd. I don't want the lines to be long and my knees are hurting. I don't want to stand in the in the rain. In the, if it's raining, if it's snowing, if it's sleeting, I don't want nothing to stop me from voting. So I'm going to hit the polls early voting. A new thing, a new thing. And in this day of COVID, everything seems like it's new. So family, let's get voting. Let's get voting. Let's get voting. Uh, I'm taking um, family and friends, folks who don't vote. I am taking them to the polls with me. So please, you do the same. You do the same. And then we're going to November 16th. Healthy Churches, I I know that you have been following us. And uh, for those who have sent in their registrations, good, good, good. And come on, come on, come on. We are up to over, we're about 600 people registered now. And uh, you, you, you want to hurry up. You want to get in the number. You want to get in the number. Uh, we're excited about our, um, our awardees, which we announced a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Dr. Frida Lewis Hall was my guest last week on the pod, and she's going to open up the conference. You know, uh, she has been in uh, in the trenches of pharma. She's a clinician. She's an educator. She's a researcher. She has been a leader in biopharmaceuticals and life sciences uh, for the past 35 years. She's seen it all. Uh, got her medical degree from Howard University. Did well. Global, a global leader in health, and she's going to open up the conference for us. You don't want to miss it. And guess what, Dr. Dazare? You know Dr. Kafu Dazare, that brother from Duke University, who you just loved. He's going to be back with us again this year. The crossroads of mental health and religion. We have a tremendous lineup for you. Dr. Reverend Dr. Shivy T.J. Smith, 
the assistant professor of New Testament up at Boston University School of Theology. She's going to be our opening preacher. And Reverend Dr. Coleman Coates, the senior pastor of Mount Ian Baptist Church in Clinton, Maryland, is going to be our closing preacher. Uh, and of course, you know, Dr. Bishop Horace Smith, our chair of the conference, he's going to be right there getting ready to do our institute on Monday for faith leaders only. And he has a title for you. This year's title, The Primary Issue of Justice is righteousness. Come on, Bishop Smith. The primary issue of justice is righteousness. Is your church prepared for the new decade? That is going to be uh, Bishop Horace Smith and and his crowd, uh, 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 Dr. Ray Van Key, a uh, psychologist, uh, and she's, he's bringing in a new person to, to go around the day this year, uh, Dr. Donna Baptiste, who's the department chair of counseling program at Northwestern University out there in Chicago. That's for pastors, uh, faith leaders only. We're going to be talking about diabetes, a global pandemic. We have some of our African leaders, uh, uh, Dr. Um, Sam DeGago Jack, uh, Dr. Deanna Henderson, Deetra James. We're going to be talking about the global impact of reproductive health and reproductive justice. Uh, we're talking about disrupt aging. You know, we got to be talking about aging. So many of us are challenged by taking care of our elders. We're going to be talking about Alzheimer's, the assault on the brain. We have some of the leading doctors, medical professionals, and faith leaders in the country will be with us between November 19th and the 16th. We're going to be talking about cancer among African Americans. We're going to be talking about the impact of climate change climate change and environmental justice on the black diaspora. I'm so happy, happy to have Harriet Washington and you know, Harriet Washington, she is a prolific science writer, editor. She's the author of medical apartheid. That was a revolutionary book, uh, uh, several years ago, the dark history of experimentation from colonial times to the present. She has a new book out on environmental racism. She is going to be with us. Jacqueline Patterson, director of the NAACP Environmental and Climate Justice. We're going to be talking about climate change and its impact on black folks. Yes. We're going to be talking about a new public health challenge, how to prepare the black church for the new world of technology, of technology. We got this conference. We are packed. We are packed. We even have evening activities for you. You know, we're not going to be physically together, but uh, we, me and my team, we are doing everything so that you will get as much as you can get from, we're not going to be together, but you know the feeling that we have when we are together. So we are lining up by this program. We'll have um, live cooking classes and demo classes and how to plant that garden. You know, the Black Church Food Network. That's very important to my heart. Uh, and we're going to be talking about that. You got to go register for a group registration of 20 or more $25 each. A group registration for 20 or more 
$25. Individual registration, $75. You don't want to miss it. And our closing gospel artist, Fred Hammond. Brother Fred is going to be with us uh, as our concert uh, for Best Practice Awards on Thursday evening, which is the, the 19th. The 19th. Uh, and I have some surprises for you, too. I'm not going to tell you the surprises. You have to register and you have to make sure that you come. We have an exciting, exciting lineup. We're working really hard to make sure that we give you the best of the best. We are launching the Bomb and Gilead. We are launching our roadmap to Healthy Churches 2030. This year, we are rolling out the train. The train is leaving the station with intentional, with an intentional goal that we, the African Americans, regarding our health, will be in a better place in 10 years. Come on, family. Come on, you want to get on this train. Go to Healthy Churches 2030 conference dot org and register today 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 is a good day to register for healthy churches 2030 conference and you don't want to miss it so it's thursday it's dr p on the pod we got two weeks for an election and right after that election we have healthy churches 2030 whoo that's a lot you know, it seems like time is going by so fast, and at the same time, it feels like it's going by so slow. I am uh, really um, very concerned uh, about the, the surging coronavirus pandemic in our country. The coronavirus is real, family. We've been talking about this virus since March. We've been um, talking about it. We have been... Uh, getting you to really wear your mask, wash your hands, take your temperatures, do everything that the scientists are telling you to do. This is a serious pandemic. A serious pandemic. A serious pandemic. You know, I was talking to uh, my son, Richard. You all know Richard. He's now, he's turning 30 this year and he's you know, flipping out, but he has three beautiful children, a beautiful wife and a mortgage. And, you know, he, he's, he's a grown man, although, although I don't think he's a grown man, but he is, he got grown, grown man responsibilities. And, uh, you know, and I'm always on him about, you know, making sure that he's safe and his decisions to go over here and do this and do that. Do you wear a mask or do you have your mask? And he's like, auntie, I got my mask. I got my mask. And, um, you know, you know, get your flu shot, you know, get your flu shot because you we can prevent the same way we can decrease getting uh, the coronavirus. We can de decrease getting the flu shot. Get, get, I'm sorry, getting the flu. Get your flu shot. But wearing a mask, wearing a mask and washing your hands and doing the things scientists are telling us to do. It's the same thing from getting a cold, from getting the flu, you know, so we must. We must really heighten our awareness of this virus 
the flu the flu season is coming on if you take the flu shot get your flu shot learn about the vaccines that covid vaccines that is a lot of conversation about vaccines we need to get informed we need to be informed don't just say i'm not taking that because you know i know how we think about vaccines and uh vaccines of all kinds but we really need to get the facts not the myths not the theories but the facts we need to get the facts and we're going to be talking a lot about COVID-19 the vaccines the testing the treatment bringing you the facts at the conference you don't want to miss it you really really don't so take care of yourself um because all over the country this 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 pandemic is surging to a new height to a new height to a new height please family take care of yourself okay hey it's thursday it's me pranessa seal the founder and the ceo of the bomb in gilead i want to live is here it's birthday month it's libra libra happy birthday to all the libras and it's cancer awareness month we are you know we wear the pink ribbon this month uh it's a breast breast cancer awareness month and for some it's just cancer uh of 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 all hues um cancer of all types that's what i'm really trying to say uh and we are happy today excited to have julius turner he's going to chat with us today he's usually um behind the scenes but julius going to talk to us today because julius is a cancer survivor a cancer survivor he's a uh a, a husband to a fabulous sister uh the father of four children um uh, and he's a cancer survivor i think he's been a cancer survivor now for five or six years i don't remember but we're gonna let julius talk about uh how you know as a young man you know a young man um getting cancer and cancer survivor and i'm telling you julius is serious about his health he is so serious julius i am so glad that you have decided not to be behind the curtains today but to come on over here and talk about share some some facts some information some how to's around becoming being a survive a, a striving a thriving survivor of cancer. Hey Julius. Well, hello there Dr. P. Thank you for having me on the other side of the computer this time around. <laughs> <laughs> um I am a uh well here it is 2020. I am an 11-year oh, survivor of leukemia. Wow. Yes, 11 years and um and the the struggle has been has been real you know um 
we know that a lot of cancer patients, you know, deal with the the issues of while they're going through their ordeal, but there are a lot of issues um, post-cancer also. And so I deal with a lot of post-issue, you know, uh, related issues and, you know, no telling what it's from. It could be from chemo because I was on chemo. It could be from other medications, um, but it's definitely not the cancer anymore because the cancer is gone. So what? So what are some of those issues that you deal with as a survivor of eleven years? Well, um, some of the things like a lot of the, uh, especially patients that have been on chemo, they call it chemo brain, and so what they say is. You have issues dealing with your memory sometimes. You have uh, issues, kind of cognitive issues, kind of uh, trying to process stuff sometimes. Um, I know for me, uh, fatigue, uh, a lot of times you have um, issues that happen that you've dealt with other organs in your body. For me, you know, I've had heart issues and I've had uh, liver issues. And so, you know, because of, you know, like I said, it could be chemo, the chemo or medication that I was on during the time, but, you know, in some way or form, those, those organs have been affected. And how do you address those situations every day? What is your daily routine um, to thrive as a survivor? Well, um, daily routine, number one, is trying to eat healthier, trying to get proper rest, and keep stress levels down because stress definitely, you know, brings everything up to next level. I I also deal with uh, hypertension and high blood pressure. So in trying to keep the high blood pressure down, you know, it, it takes off less stress on the body and the organs, you know, working so hard and, you know, and just, uh, as far as eating, eating healthier, that's, that's definitely a plus I've learned that. And I'm not saying I've conquered it, (laughs) but that's that's a work in progress. So I am still working on that piece and then trying to spread that on to my, my children. My wife, she's, she's a very good, healthy eater. I mean, she's changed so many times, I don't even know what her her meal plan is. I can't keep up. (laughs) But, you know, we're all trying to stay healthy around here. So, you know, 11 years ago, do you mind if I ask you your age? You know, because I know you to be a young man. So if you have been uh, surviving leukemia for 11 years, you perhaps are in that category of young people that we just don't think have any issues. That is correct. I I turned 45 this year, so uh, I was definitely very young when diagnosed, and I was uh, I was four months into my second child. Mm-hmm. And and in your 30s. In my 30s, yes. Wow. Brand brand spanking new in the 30s. <laughs> <laughs> So what would you, what would you, what was, what is your message to, you know, the young listeners of Dr. Peel and the pod who are in that 20, 30 year gap and who disbelieve that, um, 
I don't have nothing to worry about. You know, uh, we you know we just lost um, Chadwick uh, to um, to his cancer. Um, you know what? What do you say to to young people who I know when I was thirty, I was not thinking about no disease whatsoever. I had mm, right. I just had where am I going? Where's the where's the next party gonna be? Uh, of course, I was not <laughs> I was not married or or had children in my thirties. I was in New York trying to figure out New York, you know. Uh, but what do you what do you say to the young the thirty year old who uh, who's not thinking anything about their health? They're just fancy free. Well, I was definitely one of those people who wasn't thinking about health. You know, uh, I was I was super active. You know, out saving the world. <laughs> you know, energy from here and beyond, doing everything I possibly could think of with all that energy that I had. And the thing is, though, being in the 30s, you know, God has given our bodies uh, alarms that go off. And what we tend to do a lot of times, especially when we're younger and we're not really thinking about the health aspect of our lives, we ignore those alarms, especially in the black community. You know, at, at a lot of ages, we ignore the alarms, but especially when we're younger. So... You know, I I remember having the alarms going off on my body, headaches. You know, fatigue started to to set in. You know, but a lot of times, you know, first thing we do when we get a headache, we go take an aspirin or something. You know, some Tylenol, and we think, hey, I lay down, once I'm up, I'm better. You know, but when those headaches keep coming, and then the fact that we didn't, you know, we we don't normally take our own blood pressure. I, I definitely didn't do that before I was uh, diagnosed. We don't, we don't check those type of things. We don't check our pulse, you know, and what was so crazy is, you know, when I, the, the day that I had went into the hospital, you know, uh, from what the doctors told me, you know, our, our hem, hemoglobin level is normally around, I think like 14, 15, something like that. And my hemoglobin level that day I went into the hospital was four. Mm. So I barely had any blood in my body pumping through, and my heart was working so hard to pump that little bit of blood throughout my body. And they were shocked that I even made it to the hospital. And what was so crazy, I'll never forget that day, too. July 31st, the hottest day ever. (laughs) <laughs> at least to me. And what was crazy was my car had broke down. And so that day I told my wife, I said, Look, I just can't even take it no more. I'm I'm going to walk to the hospital. And I did. And it felt like I walked across the Sahara Desert oh my <laughs> to goodness. the hospital. Oh, my. How, yes, how far was I the mean, hospital? How far were you walking? It was probably about a mile. Mm, mm, mm. Yes, it's probably about a mile. And I I walked to the hospital. I mean, it felt like the hottest day ever. When you got to the hospital, hospital. when you walked through the doors, you collapsed, right? (laughs) No, but they knew. They knew something was wrong with me. I bet. they could see it. And they were like, they were like, get him in the back. I bet. And and what's, what's so crazy, too, as soon as I walked through the hospital doors, 
it poured down raining outside. I mean, it let loose. Wow. <laughs> yes, they knew. They, they, they could see that, I, you know, the color in my body was gone. You know, I looked really pale because I, I didn't have any blood. And they were like, we're, we're surprised you even made it up here to the hospital. You know, but once again... You know, a lot of times that pride kicks in. We ignore those signs. We, I'm going to be a, I'm gonna be fine. I'm going to work it out. I, you know, I could have easily called my parents and told them to come get me. <laughs> you know, but that pride kicks in sometimes. And, you know, and that's what it is a lot of times with the, with the younger generation. Our pride, we don't want nobody to tell us what to do because we kind of think we know it all or we can just handle it or we don't want nobody else's help. You know, but it's it's, it's very important to depend on and rely on other people, especially, you know, when you have those type of resources, because it can definitely save your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I am so glad God's grace and mercy was upon you. 11 years and years Amen. old and you made it to the hospital and they saw you and they saved your life. Uh, because truly you yes. are a blessing. You are a blessing, not only to the bomb and Gilead, but you're a blessing to the world and to the kingdom, uh, and, uh, and your children and your wife, they are, they are, they are blessings. And, um, and you're such a fine dad and a fine husband. So I'm just grateful. I'm just graceful. Surviving leukemia, surviving leukemia, surviving leukemia. Yes. Um, as we get come to a close of this conversation, there's never enough time. Let's just just tell the tell our family a little bit about leukemia. What is leukemia? Well, leukemia is a a blood cancer, and you know, I remember being younger, and I remember a young child um, that went to the school my dad worked at. And they had this like big uh, rally and fundraiser and stuff for one of the kids at the school. And that child ended up dying from leukemia. And, I, and that was the, like the only other time that I had heard of leukemia. I didn't know what it was during that time. So when I was diagnosed with it, that was probably the only other time I heard of leukemia since that time way long ago in my childhood. So it is definitely a a blood cancer that attacks your healthy blood cells in your body. And, and what I had was AML, acute myeloid leukemia, which is fast acting. So mine was mutating very fast. So they had to uh, give me aggressive chemo right away. So, you know, there are different types of blood cancers, uh, quite a few. And, you know, since I was diagnosed, my eyes have been open to more uh, of the, the blood types, the blood cancers out there. But, you know, uh, it's, it's no telling how you can get it. They say it could come from chemicals, you know, breathing certain toxins and uh, different things like that. So, you know, it's definitely uh, something that they're still trying to put their finger on is, you know, how people contract these blood cancers. Wow. Thank you so much, Julius. Thank you for coming, uh, coming up from behind the, behind the curtains today and sharing your story. And like I said, we just thank God for you. Just thank God for you. Family, 
Thank you. I want you to send a prayer to Julius and his family and just thank God for his grace and mercy uh, that he has shown upon uh, Julius Turner. We affectionately call him Juju. Uh, and to all of us who are going through something, uh, these are troubling times, as my grandmother would say, troubling times. It's very, uh, so many of us are struggling with grief and loss, um, loss of jobs, loss of uh, kinship, loss of mothers, fathers, children, uncles, uh, loss of our uh, economic uh, status. We're just in a serious um, place, place. But I want you to hold on, to hold on to your faith, uh, to just hold on and ask for help. Uh, mental illness is serious. Mental illness, our mental health is so important uh, as we are going through these times. Our mental health is just as important as our physical health. Uh, so if you're feeling like you just can't make it, that you need to reach out and talk to somebody, please reach out, call somebody. Do not go through this alone. You don't have to go through this alone. Uh, please, please. And we are, we may not be able to see each other, but we are one in the spirit. We are one. I see your face. I hear your voices uh, all the time, all the time. I see, I go back in my archives and I watch pictures of us all together. Uh, and I know that one day, one day we, we will gather again. Uh, on this side of the Jordan, uh, but we are together in our minds, in our hearts. Uh, you know, one thing about having uh, been blessed of traveling in and out of Africa for so many years, for decades, you may not see one of my African brothers or sisters, I may not see them for years, for years, but even maybe over 10 years. But when you see them, it's like time just collapsed. And that's how we are. You know, we are, when we are, when I see you with my eyes again, time will collapse because I'm holding you. I'm living with you in my heart and in my mind. Uh, so I am looking forward to continuing to hold on to you and talk with you in the spirit. Uh, and you just be blessed. Be blessed and hold on. We are going to get through this together. We are going to get through through this together because you know it you know it because there is a bomb in Gilead family God bless you I'll be right here next Thursday because you know if it's Thursday it's Dr. P on the pod and I am going to vote peace peace